Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this Saturday. Ireland are off to a winning start in the Six Nations. A bonus point 34-10 victory over Wales in Cardiff earlier for Andy Farrell's side. In the Premier League, the leaders Arsenal lost to Sean Dyche's Everton. Wolves smashed Liverpool 3-0. It was nervy for Man United in their 2-1 home win against Crystal Palace. There were wins for Leicester, Brentford and Brighton elsewhere. On the show this evening, it's all about hurling. Patrick Horgan gives his thoughts on the campaign ahead. And we'll hear from Sean McGrath and Tomas Mulcahy as they preview a new era for cork hurling, telling a few stories and uh, casting their eye on what may be uh, coming down the line for Cork in 2023. A packed hour from here until 7. It's Aidan Leahy here with you until 7 o'clock on the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. Um, ongoing at the moment, Tipperary 119, at least 9 points in the National Hurling League. And it's halftime between Wexford and Galway. That game was delayed due to an issue with the power, I think, of Wexford Park. It's 10 points apiece between Wexford and Galway. Let's get right into it. Cork get their Allianz National Hurling League campaign underway this evening. If you're heading to the game, I hope you enjoy it. Text us uh, what you think is going to happen as well. Any predictions on these scores? 0868-104-106. Hopefully it's a winning start for Pat Ryan as he takes charge of his first league game. The All-Ireland champions Limerick coming to Parky Cueve. Throwing a 7.30. Here is Patrick Horgan. I'm delighted to be joined now by uh, Cork Carler Patrick Horgan, head of the beginning of the Allianz Leagues, which return this weekend. The beginning of the Allianz Leagues represents the dawning of new possibilities for the season ahead, showcasing not only the rivalries between the teams, but often the opportunity for players themselves to claim their spot in the county panel. Patrick, how's things? Thanks for joining us on the bigger bench. Getting on. How are you? Good now, good. Um, I suppose Sunday, although it was a pre-season tournament, uh, must have been a satisfying win against Tipperary in the Munster Hurling League final. Yeah, it was, I suppose, the way it went. Um, you know, competitive game, I suppose, this time of the year. Uh, it's kind of better than, you know, training all the time. So it's good to play a few games. And uh, yeah, and I suppose when it was there to be won, you know, crowd kind of got behind us. And it was it was nice, to be fair. You know, and it was it was good to get, to get up and running again. Yeah, yeah, nice crowd, good atmosphere, like you said, beaten tip, and you personally playing 70 minutes as well, they're they're all very uh, satisfying things. Yeah, um, I was happy enough myself to, to get back in the field, I had a bit of a setback there towards the end of last year with the club, and um, I suppose, you know, a long couple of months of a bit of rehab and stuff, and I suppose it was just, I was delighted to get back in the field in, a, in some shape, so yeah, it'll be good for me as well. It just shows then when it came to, you know, the, the crunch time, the last kind of five minutes or so, regardless of the competition, regardless of the setting, you just dug in and all you wanted to do was win that game of hurling. Yeah, that's what it came down to really. Um, you know, there's not much you can kind of, you can plan for, especially this time of the year. Like, um, I suppose we just said, we just give uh, every effort we could, I suppose, for the whole game and, and don't stop giving that effort. And I think Phil has done that well. And uh, I suppose... When the game was there to be won, then um, yeah, I suppose we just came out there, the right side of it, really, and um, yeah, it was good. It was good to give us a, it sets us off, and you know, uh, it was a good lead into I suppose next week's game with uh, Limerick. Yeah, uh, league campaign starting up, of course, new management, some fresh faces in, in the squad of players as well. Um, what's the atmosphere like, and is it a different atmosphere to to other years that you've experienced? Um, yeah, it is. Um, I suppose. 
Um, since we came back, a lot of new faces, I suppose, players-wise and management-wise and all that. So, um, you know, everybody's kind of getting to know each other uh, in the early stages. But I suppose when we show up the training, um, I suppose all it's asked, I suppose, of us is just give give every effort we can. Um, make yourself a better player, obviously. Um, and I suppose just knuckle in for the time you're there. And yeah, enjoy it, I suppose. Enjoyment is the is the most important thing, or most important message, I suppose, for, for anyone, I suppose, is... Um, when we're down there, it's not our job or anything. Like it's it's something we do uh, to have fun, and I suppose uh, that's something to remember. Um, you were training. Yeah, I've heard from a lot of players that I've I've talked about about Pat Ryan is that positivity he brings to it, and um, uh, I suppose he he kind of must just be an uplifting sort of character around the, around the training ground as well. When you're going through those those really tough yards, especially early on in the year, um, but uh, that positivity seems to be so, something that a lot of players have mentioned uh, when I've been talking to them. Yeah, um, I suppose he understands it um, more more than most. Um, he was in that situation. He was a player, and I suppose when you are a player, and, and you're, this time of the year when you're going through really hard trainings, and uh, you know trying to grind out kind of anything, anything is hard in the cold and the rain and the whatever. So um, I suppose just hearing that positive message um, every now and then kind of drives you on, and uh, yeah, he understands that completely perfectly, and, and the rest of his management team with him, like you know that. Um, the messages, the messages, uh, the same from everyone. It's all positive, and uh, yeah, we're all enjoying ourselves. From those two uh, games as well uh, against Kerry, uh, or the three games against Kerry, uh, Limerick, and, and Tipperary, it certainly seems that you're playing with a more direct style. Uh, is that something you are really looking forward to being involved in? You know, quick ball uh, into the forward line, and uh, for you as a forward, I imagine that's that's exactly the the type of of game you want to be playing. Well, to be fair now, and I must say we haven't actually um, discussed any any way of playing at all. Um, so, our, like, basically, all, all we're trying to do at the moment is um, give our max effort when we when we take to the field and um, give it till you can't give it anymore. And when you can't, um, they'll make a decision then on to know bringing fellas on and off. And I suppose so at the moment. But as you say, if if you know. Always direct ball. That's that's hurling. Every team's playing playing direct. If you're not playing direct, I'm not sure what what you could be doing. Um, but yeah, um, I suppose at the moment we're just giving giving everything we have and move on to the next day. That's all we're doing at the moment. Uh, Limerick, the All Ireland champions, first obviously you faced them already in the preseason, but that'll have little bearing <laughs> on the fourth of February. Um, you must be relishing it. Uh, Parky Cueve under the lights, get a big crowd in there. That's that's exactly the kind of the atmospheres you want to be playing in a Cork jersey. Oh, exactly. Um, it will be a, a a big game for I suppose the supporters and all that, um, and for everyone involved. Obviously, um, playing a great uh, established team like Limerick, like you know, you can judge yourself against them um, a lot as well. But at the same time, um, we probably won't get too carried away. We um, we've a kind of long season there, and it's uh, everything doesn't the season doesn't start or end. I suppose. Uh, Next, whenever it is Saturday, is it? I think is it Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. Uh, so, it's a Saturday, yeah. Yeah, it's at the, at the same time we're going to go down. Um, we'll play our game and see where it takes us. Um, and and that's all it is. We'll move on to the next game then after. 
even even still, Cork haven't picked up a league title since 1998. You know, it's 25 years this year. And as much as winning Munster Championships in All-Irelands is how teams are ultimately judged, is there a desire to end that 25-year wait? It is quite a long time, especially for a county like Cork. Um, of course there is. I'd say um, I wouldn't be wrong by saying every game we go out, we want to win. Uh, and that 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 will that doesn't change. Like every game we take the field to this year, um, we'll want to be winning. Uh, and I suppose where that takes us, I don't know. But yeah, we like we we would like to to win it all. Um, but I suppose if you're thinking about that, you're thinking about you're thinking too far down the road. I suppose like and you you've a lot of lot of competitive games before before all that even happens. I suppose and. Um, Focusing on next Saturday night is probably the only thing we're thinking about now. And I, after that, then we'll take we go to the next game. But the six or seven really, really tough games ahead, and um, yeah, we'll treat them all the same. Uh, for you personally, are you just taking sort of every season as it comes now, or do you have a plan in your head as as to how long more you're going to represent Cork? Uh, I haven't thought of it. Um, as long as I'm feeling good and I'm enjoying it, I suppose. Um, I, I'd, I'd be open to play obviously it, it's it's not up to me either um, you know there's there's panels to be picked and teams to be picked and all that and that's that's something I've no control over but I suppose for myself um, if I'm if I'm enjoying the game if I love going down training early and I love packing the bag and well I'm taking credit now for packing the bag when I don't my mum does but um, I suppose if, if, if when I love all that you know I can't see the reason to stop um, I have to ask you about uh, Mark Keane, who's earned another opportunity in the AFL. It looks like he could have been a really important piece to the jigsaw for Cork this year, uh, but ultimately he's decided to go to Australia again. Have you been talking to him since uh, he, he's been involved in that sort of decision-making process, which um, I imagine was difficult? I didn't know much about the decision he had to make. I think he kept that kind of um, secret enough. But um, yeah, I suppose I, I, I've heard since like it was a big decision for him. Like you know, he loves the panel of players. Obviously, that um, he started to get to know. I suppose with with us from last year and this year. Um, and I suppose like like anyone else, if they leave the panel, like they're a big loss to us because um, you know he he brought a, he brought a lot to it as well. And I suppose he was he was met with a very tough decision that he probably the decision he made he probably had to make. Um, and you know, we he texted into our group there the other day and just explained to us, and you know, he understands like that he's miss he's going to miss uh, a really tight uh, group as well that he had he got to know, and so it was a tough decision for him. And um, yeah, we all just wished him the best of luck, and um, yeah, he's best of luck to him. Like he's uh, he's doing he's making the right decision, I suppose, for him. Yeah, and his club as well had a really positive year picking up on a learning club as well by the Giblin. So that's it's it is positive when you see that for Cork Carling, when you see clubs doing really well in the club championship as well and, and picking up silverware. Yeah, that's good. And it's uh, another positive, I suppose, going up to the I suppose towards senior is seeing the Bears doing so well um in the Munster Championship, you know, being being down a player and all that. I can see the match now, I just heard of it, but being competitive with with other counties like that and, and the Bears are really competitive in Cork, you know what I mean? So um, that brings a lot of kind of Cork club teams up to up to around that level. So uh, that's a good thing for Cork Orange as well, like you know. You head into the season now and into the championship later on as as the all time leading scorer. Was that something you thought about a lot? And are you happy that you don't have to think about it anymore? Um, I actually don't. I I, I didn't think of it. Um, I suppose I was reminded by a, by a few few friends. Uh, 
myself, but uh, I, I don't know what they were remi- reminding me for. Um, it's something I didn't I didn't need to know. I suppose uh, it's 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 a nice thing to know, like you're either close to or you're after breaking. But uh, at the end of the day, when I'm when I'm still talking out and still like looking to be become a better player um, every Tuesday, Thursday, and weekend, um, it's kind of not something I have time to think about or want to think about. Um, and if I can add another bit to it, it would be nice. That's all I'm thinking about now is just what can I do, I suppose, now and this year um, to be a better player and I suppose help the, the rest of the team that, that's around us, you know. Uh, for your preparation for the season, do you go into maybe like personal goals and setting setting personal goals within sort of the overall team objective, you know, heading into the start of, of a fresh season and do you maybe assess them as you go along throughout the season? You're you're trying to maybe tick off certain things as as you go along each month. Or no, I actually don't. I, I I don't. Not at all. Uh, I suppose you know. There's too. I just find there's too much time involved in that. You know, setting out your goals. Am I hitting them? Like you're you're spending hours probably and and a lot of time thinking about it. And I just kind of go day to day, week to week. Um, you know, you can feel if you're if you're getting better on the field, if you're getting sharp, or if you're um getting fitter with your buddies around you, you, you all kind of, it, it's it's more or less like competition in training to just see where you're at nearly every night. So uh, you really need to be at it every night. So your goal, your two-month goal is, is going to be too late. You need kind of goals every night, you know, that not real goals, but I suppose you just need to knuckle down every night and just be be competitive in training and, and become a better player. That's basically what I try to do every night. The GA now, it's like the, the media around GA is massive known. People like me, obviously, are part of that. But do you uh, do you pay a lot of attention? Would you watch, the let's say, the highlights program on a weekend? Or do you prefer to maybe just switch off away from it all? Or? Not really, no. I'll tell you the truth. I don't. I don't, lis- I don't listen to anything or I don't read anything because, um, you know, what, what, what we're trying to do as a group, I suppose, um, is what we're trying to do as a group. And I suppose if any other opinions kind of... Uh, get in our minds or anybody's minds in the panel it kind of it you know just uh, sends fellas in different directions sometimes and by listening to people outside when they don't know the full story of what's going inside um, I just try to stay away from that. and as well we put so many hours into it every week that finally when a Saturday evening or a Sunday evening come you know I just like don't even hear about it I just watch the NFL or play with Jack or anything like that anything but hurling I suppose when, when it's downtime you know would you get, uh, do, you, do you get like fed certain clips as well by like the video analysis anyway to kind of watch back? Uh, if you want them, if you, you can get whatever you want. Um, yeah. Some, some as, as part of some fellas routine, they want to, they want to see this, they want to see that. And that's fine too. But every fellas, uh, I suppose when you have a panel of like 40 players, 40, there's, there's 40 different people there that want different things and 40 different things suit people. So when some fellas want all the videos in the world, other fellas don't ever want to see it or, they just want to know, like, what they need to know, you know, and that's it. You mentioned the NFL there. Do you do support the team, or are they left in the playoffs by any chance? Yeah, uh, they're not in the playoffs. Um, I have to say, my favorites, <laughs> man, and just looking out for for Tom Brady wherever he goes. So, have right. you got a pick for? Have you got a pick for the Super Bowl? No, very competitive. Like semi final stage next weekend. I suppose it's very competitive, and I, I couldn't call. I actually couldn't call either of the games. Uh, it's it's probably the most competitive it's been for a long, long time. 
Yeah, so yeah, it is to be fair, and it's it's a nice way as well. To, it's a totally different sport to just switch off to, and you know, compared to hurling, like it's just a different world to kind of sit down and watch that as well. Yeah, yeah, six hours there on a Sunday night, sure, you just sit down at six o'clock, and the next thing is bed at twelve o'clock after you watch two matches. It's great, like it's great. It's good telly, and they're they're savage athletes, so it's it's good to watch them as well. Like. Absolutely. Well, Patrick, look, we wish you the very best of luck, obviously, from everyone here on the bigger bench in Cork for the Femme. The very best of luck personally and the very best of luck to Cork for the year ahead. Thanks very much. Thanks. Yeah, Patrick Argonair speaking ahead of the league opener against Limerick this evening at half past seven. If you're on your way, give us a shout. I hope you enjoy the game. And obviously, we hope for a Cork victory as well. Obviously, the Super Bowl is on the cards now. After that, I spoke to Patrick before the uh, championship games. And he'll be disappointed to have heard that uh, his, uh, his main man, Tom Brady, has retired since we were talking. All right, we're going to jump to a quick break. And after that... Two Cork legends are joining us, Shawnee McGrath and Tomas Mulcahy. You're on the way. Don't go away. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. I'm delighted to be joined for an Allianz Hurling League preview by two Cork legends, Shawnee McGrath and Tomas Mulcahy. Lads, thanks for popping into studio here. Um, how are you both keeping? I suppose Tomas, obviously, life is a bit more relaxed now, away from from punditry and all that. How are you getting on? So what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> we try to keep you on your toes as best uh, as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, yeah, had a good twenty five years of it. So the last two years, kind of been grand, nice and relaxing. Go to the matches and enjoy them, and become a fan of the Rebels, which has been great to go to Torles and Parky Cueve, and really looking forward to next weekend now as well. Absolutely. Shawnee, you're, you're flat out. You're off to a match soon as well. You're tipping away all the time. Yeah, John Myler's 16s. Um, giving a hand to John, Vincey Hurley, Mick Moyle, Peter Sykes and, and Parag O'Sullivan are involved. Um, and anyone that's worked with John, he's wholehearted. He's 100%. He's a load of games lined up for the next few weeks. So yeah, off to Mallow after that. Or Bally, Bally Hooley actually <laughs> against the Kerry Miners. So yeah, looking forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah, my own Kerry Miners. So best of luck to, to all of them. <laughs> uh, the National Hurling League is back on the February, uh, the 4th of February uh, the league has changed quite a bit since you've played. Um, I can't seem to make my mind up as to whether it's more or less important. It feels like the games are almost more important, but who actually wins it in the end seems to be less important. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the whole thing at the moment? Um, I suppose from my perspective, I suppose the, the split season has has changed it, Aidan. Um, like the last league game will be around the 19th of March. Like the turnover is fast. Like, and then if you get to a league final... You play on the eighth, and then you're playing championship two two weeks later. Like you're playing championship on the twenty second of, of April. So traditionally, there was a huge gap between the last league game and championship. So I suppose it allowed management to get a few practice games in, and you might even get around to the club championships in. So you could gauge form, but like it's not a huge gauge at the moment. I suppose as regards you, know, you look at Waterford last year winning a league, and they ultimately didn't win the big honours. But certainly from Cork's perspective, you know, with a new manager and trying to find a blend of new players. The turnover is tight, so all the more reason I think that you need to get to a league final and shorten that five-week gap between your last league game and championship. So from that perspective, it is very, very important. Yeah, Tomás, it always seems like, sometimes like the, the, the team that goes and wins the league, it's like, oh yeah, well done, you won a league, but that means nothing. And now you have to go and prove it again. It's like, it's better off not to win it at all. Like, you know, keep the, keep the, keep the target off your back. Yeah, I suppose it, it depends what county you're coming from as well. If you're in Limerick, it's probably totally different. Uh, but in Cork... Um, not having had major success for a good long time now, I think it's important that we go and try and win a league. 
Um, they've have a, they have a bit of momentum coming into kind of the league after winning the the Monster Senior League. Um, the one thing that I don't like it's all con- condensed too much. Um, I look at what's happening in terms of intercounty, and everybody's talking about the big words in terms of strength and condition in SNC. And when do you get to do that, right? So people are doing that over a Christmas period, maybe into January, and then they're expected to play Monster Senior League matches. Guys are playing Fitzgibbon Cup colleges. Guys are playing. Um, training, they're playing matches between themselves as well. And I just noticed from a Cork perspective, and Franny, you're probably aware of this as well, the amount of injuries they've picked up in the last couple of weeks. I don't know, somebody mentioned to me out of the panel of 46, there's 19 guys injured, hmm. which is a massive, massive number. So, while it's great to see we have league, we have matches coming, it's all condensed in, and can you do the strength and conditioning, and then can you put a guy out onto the field the following week and expect him to run and not pick up injuries? And I think that's, that's, that's an issue, kind of a concern. Um, but I think from a Cork side of things, I think we need to go and we need to win the league for just to keep the momentum going, building a squad, new management coming into play. And OK, fellas might say, oh, it'll be very, very hard because you've you've championship coming after that. But against losing a league final, as a, uh, 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 and if you win it, look what that brings forward in. And look, you've a massive, massive squad in Cork. So I think a lot of guys will get their opportunity. A lot of guys will get... And the manager will want to see a lot of guys playing because... Um, that's where you see whether guys are going to make it for championship or not is, is through a league campaign. We'll delve back into the squad a little bit later on. Tomas, when you were playing, was the league the pre-season? Because I suppose we have the pre-season now, like you said, the Munster Hurling League. And before, obviously, we used to have the Ward for Crystal, but that could have been knockout, you know, one game and done. Now every team has at least two games. And if you get into the final three, but for you, back then, starting out at the start of the year, was the league, you kind of just eased your way through it? Yeah, and it was the start of your season, right? Build your bit of training, you know? Um, I suppose it's totally different 30, 40 yeah. years ago in terms of, um, you know, you're looking at two nights a week, maybe training and a match at the weekend. There wasn't too many gyms or strength and conditioning around then, but um, but you build the league as a platform for the championship. Um, I think it's different now. I just, I look, my personal opinion... I don't like this Monster Senior League, to be honest with you. I think we're playing hurling at the wrong time of the year. There was, uh, I think, uh, two weeks ago, there was matches on a Tuesday night. I think Mallow in Tipperary played Waterford. It was cancelled from Liz Moore. It was transferred mm-hmm. to Mallow. And the night that was in it, asking players to go out, I think it was totally unfair. And unfortunately for younger generations, they're trying to prove themselves. Mm-hmm. They say, I should be on the Waterford squad. I should be on the Tipperary squad. I'm a man for championship. At the wrong time of the year for hurling, you know? So, and that 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 is probably for down the road in terms of finishing our, our Ireland series in July, that maybe should be pushed out another month and give that maybe four-week gap mm-hmm. to give times the ideal preparation going into a league and the breakdown between championship. I just think it's it's all condensed too much. Did you make your debut in the league, Sean, or was it, were there games before the league that you played in before? Um, I, what was the big help that time, um, Aidan, to us, a few coming through, was the Fitzgibbon competition was played sort of February. Um, it was wrapped up before the league and... I think a lot of the Cork selectors were probably going and looking at it as a an opportunity to see if what fellas were like in a, in a relatively like it is a very it's a big competition it's a competitive competition it's a lot more competitive than the Munster Co-op League let's be honest so you know if fellas were performing in that it put them in the spotlight in the shop window for selection for the league so um, that was my sort of introduction I suppose to reasonably big league stuff if you want to call it that you know you knew you had to do well and you were up with playing with fellas like Derek McGrand Richard Woods and, and, and Dave Bennett, they were all big name players and they were all into county quality. So that was sort of um, 
that was the and Paddy Crawley was looking after us, Paul Overs, God rest him, and John Constantine. They were all, you know, former players and they were big names and they gave us great encouragement. And then you'd see Jimmy was the manager at the time, you'd see Jimmy going to the matches and Tom Cash was a selector. So you knew that if you were performing well there, it gave you an opportunity. But from a Cork perspective then, it wasn't exactly a glamour tie. It was a Division 2 game. Came on as a sub against Westmead. Um, we hammered them the same day. But that was your be-all and end-all. It was your debut. It didn't matter who you were against. You were wearing the jersey and you had to shine. Um, and, you know, it, from that perspective, it actually made it, in a weird way, it made it a little bit easier because it was Division 2. The only big team in it were Waterford. We played them in a cracker in Parky Ring. But we had teams like London, Roscommon, Kerry. And while it didn't really get you ready for the big high-octane stuff like Clare in Limerick, in the Gaelic Grounds and Championship, it still allowed you to find your feet in a weird way and we kind of eased our way through the league and like Tomas said, we did two sessions, we didn't do a huge weight session, we didn't do any video analysis, we didn't do too much game plan stuff. I listened to Cairden or to Shane Kingston there a couple of weeks ago and he spoke and he obviously had a bird's eye view of it with his father. Like he, ta- he the amount of hours he said that managers were putting into it, it was a little bit off the wall, to be honest. And that time it was fierce and enjoyable. We had our two nights Tuesday, Thursday. We had our game the weekend. And, you know, we had a good league because we didn't really play terribly competitive teams. But we were all buzzing. We'd all done reasonably well. And we went into the clear game in, in good old Fettel, you know. It was a completely different approach, to be honest. <laughs> well, when you were young, free and single back then, when yeah. I was playing, the game was half past two in Parky Cueve and it was probably half past two in the morning by the time you were getting home <laughs> because you walked your way from Black Rock into the city and probably ended up in Reardon's that night, right? So bit of crack, a bit of enjoyment and um, unfortunately those days are gone and um, it has gone very, very serious. Look, and I suppose there has to be as well. Um, you just hope that certain level of players that I feel at the moment are going to get more games in January and February mm-hmm. than they might for a good part of the summer, right? Because yeah. there's so much happening. Guys that are playing Fitzgibbon are nearly playing with Cork as well in terms of the, the Munster Senior League. Yeah. You know, and it's, 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 it's a big workload at a time of the year when... We should be looking towards May, June and July, which is the important months. And look, people would say, I, I looked at Kerry football last year and Jack O'Connor came in, he, take, he, take, he took them over. They went away and they won the, the McGrath Cup. Mm. They won the National League and mm. they won the All-Ireland afterwards, right? Mm. So clean sweep. They, they, yeah, you know, so a clean sweep across the board. And there is, if you're a new manager and you're, you want to set out your own style, Kenny did it for years. Mm. People were saying, how can they do it? They're winning the National League and they're winning All-Ireland. So, um. There's, there's, there, I, I just think for Pat Ryan, I think it's, it's important to keep the momentum going. Get, and I think they have to maybe find a couple of players, but the only way you're going to find them is through a national league campaign, and then you got to get continuity. And how you get that in a short period of time mm. to get to your best fifteen that you pick over the forty six if you're carrying forty six in the panel, and does everybody get an opportunity? Or does a wee whittle down right? So it's all very, very condensed, you know. And you're very little in a club activity, you know, that you're going to see mm. an intercounty player playing. Yeah. a senior Harlem League match over that period of time mm. that he's actually going to say I'm putting my hands off the Cork selector because it won't happen you mentioned there that uh, you went for maybe a few refreshments after the league back in the day like, I, I was you, just a kind of a burger and chips you, and a <laughs> seven up or a soda would you go as the team like, would you maybe go with a few of the lads from you know if you, if you went to Ennis like, would you go to Ennis with a few of the, the Clare boys or something like that or was that no geez, not a chance God <laughs> <laughs> it was bad enough playing these fellas but no straight back straight back and back to your own home patch you know um Look, back then you never really met guys. Um, maybe after matches, big matches, no. I think the one big one that we had, that we met, was, was one of the greatest days we, we had, was 93 league final. We played Wexford above in um, 
in Turles and the first match was a draw and uh, Wexford hadn't won a lot mm. for a long period of time and yeah. there was a guy Michael Foley he was the CEO of Heineken inside in Cork and you had Jim Bolger the horse race trainer mad mad uh, Wexford guys and uh, there was a a reception for the teams after the match and the match ended in a draw and somebody let loose that they had actually had the boot full of champagne for Wexford because it was going to be they were, taught, they were expecting day. to be Cork right? they going to, it was their big day and they had a boot full of champagne they were expecting kind of they'd win it and they'd break out the champagne so we were kind of saying that's there's no point keeping it for next week now because it could go, <laughs> could, could go off so go and bring, open the boot and bring it in so that was the first time maybe we met a, a squad after the match and uh, three memorable matches after that great and like when you get to a league final, like last year, you've you got to win it then because you're putting doubts in your head afterwards. Oh, this, is this fellow good enough for championship? Is he not good enough for, for championship? You've got to win it when you get there. And I think that's important for Cork this year. Yeah, like winning stuff, like it brings the group so much together. Like, Shawnee, when, when you won like your, your first kind of title in with Cork, like I can imagine that sort of togetherness it brings like to the group. And, you know, like that, look, you'll have your bit where you go for maybe a week, you celebrate it and all that. But... You know, it just, everybody gets to know each other that kind of way and it just builds that sort of brotherhood within the dressing room. Yeah, like the 98 league was, you know, a fast forward from the 93 one, like Tomas said, Cork won a brilliant trilogy, I suppose, beating Wexford in 93, but the next league win then was 98, which felt like a famine of five years. We haven't won once since that. I'll tell you what kind of a famine we're going through No. Yeah. But winning in 98, um, you know, yeah, it set us up well. We had a brilliant league semi-final win against... You know, the mighty player team at that time who were brilliant. They were a fabulous side, brilliant manager, marquee players, and they had a real powerhouse game, but very physical as well. And you now there was loads of rumours after that they didn't really train that well, or at least they trained the morning of the game and all this. But we didn't really care. I mean, it was a young team, you know, ably led by the brilliant Brian Corcoran, but the rest of us were very, very young and kind of finding our feet at that level. And winning it then set us up well for a couple of weeks later. We played Limerick in Championship and beat them. And... It doesn't really get spoken about much, that Limerick win. But again, it was Cork's first win of note in Championship since 92, I think it was. Like Cork had gone 93, 94, 95, 96. Bit unlucky in 97. But we had, we'd only beaten Kerry, I think, in all those years. So winning 98 was massive, massive for the county. It gave us a bit of a boost. I'll always remember coming in and the great Johnny Clifford was outside the dressing room. He wasn't involved in the team at the time. But just the clap and the hug that he gave everyone, you could feel the importance it meant to Cork Hurling. Now we were beaten well after by Clare. But definitely that, Buzz around the time of winning the league final, the victory. It was, it was a, you know, there are, there are only two major competitions really at inter county level. It's the All Ireland. Well, there's three, sorry, there's the provincial, obviously. There's the All Ireland and, and there's the National Hurling League. So to win it was huge for the county. It was huge for the panel at the time. It was a young panel made up of a load of 20 and 21 year olds that backbone the 97 and 98 winning All Ireland under 21 teams. So very, very young, inexperienced. And you're right in the morale, the boost. And, then it allowed fellas, uh, kind of comedy characters like you know, Shawnee Farrell and these fellas, you know, he had a brilliant league finally got 1-3 and he didn't have to tell fellas about it. You know, it just, you know, it lent itself to a good atmosphere in the dressing room and gave us a huge boost in coming to the championship. Uh, let's turn our attention now, I suppose, to, to today and obviously Pat Ryan taking charge of his first campaign. Like, you know, we, we talk about teams building and building and building and obviously Pat, look, it's his first year and maybe there's some leeway there, but... Like even, I don't really like to, to look at other sports, but like Arsenal, they're just going to win in the league this year. You know, it's just not, everyone's kind of start the year just going, oh, they're building, they're building, they're building. <laughs> you want to cop yourself on us, Marvich, yeah. I'm by no means an Arsenal fan. 17 games to I'm by no means an Arsenal fan. But, you know, they're just going and doing it. Like there's no more waiting around. We're waiting for, I don't know, this player or that player. We're waiting for one more piece of the puzzle. They're just going and doing it. And there's that kind of element where, 
you can do all the building you want and all the waiting for players to mature, but at the end of the day, there comes a time where you just have to go and perform and go and achieve as well. Like, Yeah, I suppose the only difference, I suppose, is um, Arteta's had a, a bit of a, a run into it, say, like he f- at this point in mm-hmm. time last year, he was 17 or 18 points in differential, say, to the points he's gained this year. Pat Ryan is coming in and got a huge job, at, a task at hand, Aiden. I mean, if you look at last year's championship, um, I actually think there's five or six places up for grabs, like, and even some of the places or some of the players that you could say are odds on to start positionally, they might be in different positions. So, you know, Pat has a huge job at hand. He's got um, Mark Homan as a huge loss. Again, Mark, I would think, is nailed on to start, but where do you start him? So there's a bit of a debate about his best position, but he's out. And Dara Fitzgibbon is coming back from injury. Jor Mellerick, I heard, has picked up another injury. And I think the loss, and I'm surprised it didn't get more of a spotlight. I think Mark Keane is a massive loss. Like, you know, he, he played championship last year in the forward line, but talking to Kieran and the Rock, and be, you know, be talking to him on, on and off, and they would say like that if they if they were still there, they'd have given him a rattle at, at half back. So yeah, it, it certainly looked like he were, he was going to get that chance this year. Maybe, yeah, um, maybe it's just that you feel that there's more options in in attack. To be honest, than there there are in defence, and but like Pat has to find. You know, a couple of different. He has to find a position for all over the field, but certainly I think that we just need to nail in that full back position. And you know, Kieran Joyce is a brilliant centre back, um, but like the other night in, in Fitzgibbon, Evan Nyland played with it with, with UCG and played off of him and got nine or ten points from play. So again, then you know, Pat has to decide come championship if this, if something similar happens, what's our game plan? Who is my midfield formation? And what do the midfielders do? Do they pick up the centre forward? So there's a huge difference, I think, between. Pat Ryan's position and, and Arteta's position in Arsenal and to Tomás's point he's got a short window like he's got three home games two away games he's got five games in a condensed period you'd like to think you know if you were manager in all those five games you start your 13 or 14 maybe that will take the championship but Pat might have to tinker like mm, I agree with you there yeah. You know, yeah, and, the only, and the only game yeah. he can really tinker in is the one against Westmead because the rest of them are all really really hard so I think he's got a huge challenge Aidan and while you're saying he, and I agree with you he has to go you know, and win every game and build morale and, and, and build an atmosphere in the camp, he still has to find a few players and you can only do that by a bit of experimentation. <laughs> and like That's my point, going back to the injury scenario and the training and the strength and conditioning and then the matches so early in terms of, like, for me, like the Bars were brilliant in the county championship this year. They were, they, were, they were the farm team, they had a great campaign. You take three or four of their players, right? You take Ben O'Connor, you take Eaton Toomey, you take Ben Cunningham, and you take Brian Hayes. To me, they were the four standout performers. Oh. I'd love to see the four of those starting against Limerick next Saturday, on, on Saturday night because they deserve that chance yeah. because they performed and they performed at the highest level in Cork County Championship. And it was a brilliant championship campaign. Now, because of injuries, you're probably not going to see a few of these guys, yeah. right? So when do you get a chance to see them? And like you get a performance out of them against Limerick in, a, in an open league match and you're saying... Yeah, I've I've two of these that I want in my starting fifteen come championship time. Uh, I'll give another run. I'll give another games, and in certain ways like the junior championship, the intermediate, there is a massive, massive step up though to senior, mm-hmm. right? Guys that have might have played well throughout the campaign. I know you mentioned Marquine and giving him a chance in defence, but why wasn't he given a chance in defence last year? Why mm-hmm. did I pick him half forward if they felt that he was going to be a good yeah. defender? And that's where he played with yeah. his club. He was a dominant centre-back with his club. Why didn't he give him an opportunity? Because mm. everybody looked. 
we were crying out for a dominant number six. Mm. And maybe moved him Amani up the field at the time. Moved him Amani up the yeah. field at the time, right? Mm. You know, why didn't they give him a chance there, right? So I think, and the encouraging signs that I, I'm listening to from Pat Ryan over the last two or three matches that he's played, he says, we're, we're not going down the tactic road yet. We're not going down the terms of our game plan yet. We're going down and we're building a team that will work their socks off for the 60, 70 minutes of a game. And we want them to work as hard as they possibly can. And I think if he starts drilling that into guys right up to the last minute, those people left Parky Ring last weekend, they were going away, pint stone, time mm. was up, the match was over. But Carter didn't give in. He made a couple of substitutes, substitutions, they got themselves back into the game and they won the game afterwards. If you can drill that into a team, everything else will fall into a place. They never say die attitude, they're never giving up on a ball, you chase every single ball. We have unbelievable hurlers. We have unbelievable talent. We have unbelievable stature, size, physique, right? To cope with many teams, maybe Bar, Bar Limerick. But it's gelling that into a 15-man team or a 20-man squad or a 25-man squad to say, we fight for everyone on the field to play. And we're never done. We're never beaten. But, Shani, you've been in games. I've been in games. Seven points down in the second half. And Cork still won matches. That has to happen. And I think that's Pat, I think, in his selectors are saying, this is where we need to work it first. The work ethic, the time in the gym, all that side. But when you get on the field to play, you non-stop running, you non-stop tackling, you're hooking, you're blocking. And I think once he gels that into a team, I'd be confident enough that they will have a very, very good league campaign because um, they need it. I spoke to Patrick Horgan on Wednesday. We'll hear that chat Saturday <clears throat> before the game, 6pm on the bigger bench. But like that, like what you just said there now, I said to him that from I saw them play in Tralee against Kerry and... They seem to be playing more direct. And I said that to Patrick and Patrick said, well, we actually haven't talked at all about tactics. So that, for me, seems totally, it's up there straight away. It's a, it's a change of mentality that they're going more direct without anybody actually ever telling them to do it. They've, they've taken upon themselves, it's the way they're playing the game. They've decided, let's get the ball in here quickly. Yeah, I know maybe Pat is saying that because at some stage he, he probably has to pull out the tactics board with you, like it or not, Aidan. Um, I'm with Tomas, like I think... 90% of a team's setup is about attitude, heart, spirit, etc., etc. I suppose, un- unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because I think the game has gone too tactical, mm. <laughs> but unfortunately, Pat at some stage is going to have to pull out the board because, you know, Canark is doing an incredible job at Limerick and everything seems to be thrown at him over this Christmas again. The Tina G um, reruns show at the, the All Ireland final, and what a game! I mean, f- you forget I was at it, you forget what good a game it was, but they still sought out, and Kilkenny were desperate traditional and. They went long at times. They brought on Walter Walsh and he aerial bombardment and he won a few balls. He set up the goal. But at some stage, I suppose, Pat is going to have to put out that tactics board and, and go through it. So for now, yeah, it's very traditional and it's very much getting players um, to take to the field, let alone just, you know, like take to the field because, like Tomás mentioned, four Bears players there, Eaton Toomey has, pick, has picked up a hamstring injury, I heard, yeah. and Ben Cunningham, no, it's not serious, but he's still he's out. Still like, out. So I'd say Pat's modus operandi at the moment is get fellas to take to the bloody field, get game time. Get game time, yeah. But as the year goes on, Aidan, um, you know, they are going to have to have a look at it because, you know, Darry Egan is very tactical inside in Wexford and while Liam Cahill, I remember Liam playing, played with him and with Railway Cup stuff, he was a very cut and trust, let it go kind of fella. He was teak tough, he was a brilliant player. But, you know, he does have a tactical element and he was very tactical against Cork when they won their two All-Ireland under-21 medals. And so Pat is going to have to face that challenge head-on. He's got some brilliant fellas in the back room with him to assist in that. Um, 
But certainly for a moment, yeah, it's encouraging to hear pa- Patrick saying that because it sounds like a camp that's enjoying itself and they're enjoying the training, they're enjoying the guys involved, you know, and that's part of the thing as well. There's a buzz, Brendan Coleman and Rasper Kind and all these fellas, they're all good characters, they've all been around in the club scene. Rasper had a great involvement with him O'Kelly. So a good camp this time of the year is brilliant, but there's huge challenges that'll, you know, lie ahead. It's going to be a tough league campaign. Three home games, Limerick, Waterford, Westmead at home, tough away games. Galway and Clare are two tough away games. I mean, going to Salt Hill or Pierce Stadium is a very, very hard game. Um, this time of the year, Aiden, yeah. with the wind holding in. So, you know, at some stage, as I said, I keep going back to it, they are going to have to sit down and, and decide, you know, Willow Donahue now, for example, you know, they can allow D- Dermot Burns, Limerick can now, sorry, and, and Declan Hannon to sit. Now, if we did something similar, and I just mentioned Kieran Joyce, and he just sits, like Willow Donahue knows exactly what he's to do inside in that Limerick setup. And at the moment, you know, Dara Fitzgibbon is injured. Do, do Cork have their two settled midfielders? That's debatable. Limerick are very, very settled and they know exactly what they're doing on the field. So Pat has all those things to deal with as the year is going on. But for now, it sounds like it's a good, happy camp and I'd say they're mad to come forward to the game tonight. But he's, he's, he's a lot coming from last year as well, right? To be fair to the boys that were there, right? I mean, you look back at the Galway match as well. We should have won that match. Oh, yeah, we should have won the match by seven or eight points, right? So, like, there's been a very good team there for the last number of years where I had a problem with Cork was the style of play. We were too open. We were making too much mistakes in the back line. We were going short too much. And Pat's with his 20 and 21 team was a bit different. It was. I have no problem with the ball going short. If you're in trouble and you need to find an extra man or you want to find a spare man, you give him the ball. But at times, we were going across the field five or six times when you could have had the ball down the danger area. Much quicker, much better for forward. Shawnee, Shana, you're inside. You love to get the ball quick. Mm. Down in front of you quick, rather than giving chances to defenders to come back. And I think the big thing for us is getting that full back line and that half back line and the goalkeeper settled in as quickly as possible so now everybody, everybody knows. I think Joyce, and that's not knocking Mark Cohen. Mark Cohen was an unbelievable hurler. But I thought last year at times when Mark Cohen went out to the wing, he was even joining his hurler a bit mm. more. He got two points, I think, when the first match that he played above Thurles, mm. but wing back, two, yeah. two points from wing back. But he enjoyed his hurling a bit more. He was under so much pressure at number six because of the game we were playing. I, I look at Limerick and I see what the Limerick boys are at. And they're saying, Declan Hannan is there for the last 10 years. Mm. What's making Declan Hannan so different than everybody else? Declan Hannan is controlling number six. Yeah. And if Dermot Byrne goes 10 yards or 15 yards above him upfield, mm. or Kyle Hayes on the other side, hey, come back. He's staying the line. Mm. And that line is protecting two, three and four. So there's no dragging out the field there's no low ball be going and put inside that your full back is going to be exposed. As a unit, the six of them, but they can all hurl. Mm. They're brilliant, strong, physical guys. But their base is from there. That is their base that they actually don't concede as much. And there's the gap. I mean, we were exposed so much over the last two or three years by guys going away up the field. And the gap between the full back line and the half back line. And Mark was being pulled out of position. He was going out towards midfield. He was mm. going to wing back. And next thing, the whole thing opened up. And look at the goals people down the centre of the channels I think Pat that's number one job stop that from happening because up up beyond that you put Dara Fitzgibbon in it's probably going to be who's going to be midfield with Dara Fitzgibbon mm, who's, going, mm. who's going to partner right yeah. so Dara Fitzgibbon midfield and then you look beyond that look at the talent that's there look at Conor Leanne look what he's playing oh he's playing at the moment you look at Shane Kingston you mm. look at Patrick you look at kind of the, the guys I mentioned now Brian Robbie, Flynn, the, Robbie yeah. Flynn Ben Cunningham and all these guys look at the size look at the stature yeah. It's building a unit around that as well, right? You know, and um, I think I think Pat will be. I think he'll be very good. To be honest with you, I think uh, two players uh, worth to mention as well, especially in the area we're talking about there in the half back line. 
Tommy O'Connell seemed to start most of the Munster Hurling League there at number six. And like you said, you know, he hardly ever moved really from a certain area on the pitch, you know, looked very controlled there. And then on the other end, I suppose they, t- they stick out the two white helmets. Decky Dalton was absolutely flying as well. And it looks a real alternative sort of option in there. Loved the ball coming in down top of him. You know, I saw him in, in Tralee absolutely destroyed the, the full-back lane. He came out wing forward and absolutely destroyed the half-back lane. He just looks really, really uh, versatile and that sort of option Cork haven't had in a while as well, you know. And someone like that as well to take the pressure off the likes of Patrick Horgan and Conor Lehan as well, who were looked up to maybe on their own last year in terms of trying to get Cork over the line in some games. Yeah, they're two noteworthy players, definitely. Um, Tommy's been outstanding over the last couple of years with, with Middleton and Wyndham Wonder County. He was certainly one of the marquee players. I thought at different stages last year, saw a couple of the Father O'Neill's games, actually Dickie Dalton wasn't having a great season, but really stepped up when it was mattered in the second half against Corsi's in the final. It was absolutely outstanding. Real real leadership mm-hmm. stuff. And you know, you, you, you look at that then and say, could he transfer that to a, a Cork setup? Could he become inherit the, the free taking duties from Patrick and Connor Lehan? Say Connor took a few last year when Patrick wasn't playing. So, you know, at some stage Cork are going to need to look for a, a free taker. So yeah, you're right, Aidan. I mean, at some stage you're gonna to have to look at those players. Um and you could extend it to other players as well. He, like he he didn't shoot the lights out against um against Tip in the co-op game, but he was very good for you well the other night. Fellas like Sean Toomey as well. I I think over the next couple of years, you now Cork Pat is with Cork at the moment and he's going to live in the here and the now but if you're looking beyond the here and the now over the next few years Cork need to find a few players and definitely fellas like Tommy um, fellas like Decky um, Sean Toomey Brian Hayes and and the thing with them as well is their physicality they kind of buck the trend a little bit Shane Kingston strong low to the ground Alan Cadigan low to the ground but very very strong and then you've got these six footers as well and you know you look at Garrod Hagerty up on the other side of the field with, with, with Limerick when puck outs come up it's a huge advantage. I can imagine when Pat Collins is looking up the field, it's it's a huge advantage for a goalkeeper if a sharp puck out isn't done, if the midfielders hasn't broken for a quick one, just to go along and just see how it goes. And definitely the players that you you mentioned are big and strong. But again, you're back to the conundrum. What does Pat do now, for instance, if Decky starts against Limerick and starts against um, Galway and he's a poor game? You know, does he listen to the crowd maybe saying, ah, Jesus, you have to try someone else? Or does he show patience? Because that's the challenge he's going to have as well. Sometimes fellas will take a couple of games to really find their form. Dickie's had had no real run at it, say, like where he's got a couple of games consecutively. Um, and if he got a three or four game run, no, albeit there are only five league games, but if he could get a run, he could find his form. And, you know, um, a fella will find his form himself. And also then by maybe seeing the arm around the shoulder and a management group that are giving him encouragement. And if he goes through a game where he's scoreless, someone to say, hey, you'll be fine the next day. So, you know, that's, but that's management. That's what he's got to decide and he's got to work out. But definitely those players, Tommy, um, Decky Dalton. I thought Brian Hayes as well against, against Tip, you know, got a goal when it was needed, got a goal out of nothing. He was the highest scorer from play in the club championship last year. Six foot two, six foot three. You know, knowing some of the bars, like he's finding cocky as well, you know. I, those kind of, I'd say the other occasion <laughs> wouldn't face him too much. I could imagine him going away, getting his one two and it was the final and back into Mox after for a, few, for a few points and joined it. Um, you know, there's plenty of players out there, as Tomas said, that are well capable. But the, the challenge for management, Aidan, is, you know, can you get them all in and you how do you show you, the right patience? You, like? can, you can't pick them all, Charlie. Like if you're carrying a panel of 46, right, you're, you can be more confused than ever, right? There you because go. Yeah. Um, you might have too many, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and like the challenge is, yeah, your, your next couple of weeks in league games, guys will have to perform or they'll probably be left aside mm. in terms of they won't make 
championship panel because that's what that's the nature of the league. That's what happens. And um, if you're going to build a team ethos and you're going to build, you can't be. You guys have to perform, and it's you're at the level now where we've a couple of months by the middle of July. You know, it will come very very quickly. We're nearly into February, and um, you're looking at a situation where, like a couple of league matches, who said Shani right. That's going to determine where guys are going to be for championship. And but it's I, just in terms of Pat, in terms of what he did with twenty and twenty one, the style we played with. I think yeah, we're a bit more. We are more direct. I think which is more more important than ever for us. And you mentioned Dalton, and you mentioned Brian Hayes, and you mentioned Ben Cunningham. You take Seamus Harney, you take Conor Lee Han, you take Patrick Horgan, you take all those guys. Mm. That is serious competition then for six places up front, right? Yeah, you know? and, and one player yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd love to see, Pat, and Cork, get a grab a hold of it is, is, is Ben O'Connor, obviously. He's yeah. tied up with school and, and Munster Rugby yeah, at the moment. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, Disappointed the other day with yeah, that massive try there. Christian's right. got it. We should be mentioning yeah. it on the GA programme. <laughs> but at some stage, wouldn't you love to see him wear the red jersey and toggle yeah, and as I said, he's <laughs> the one that you were picking over the championship as well, right? You know, And I, I, I'm not just kind of pinpointing the bars, but because they were starved of success for so long, they got the, vic- the county victory that they deserved, but they produced performances mm. that were, were really, really mm. exciting. And they produced players that we were saying, oh God, these guys could do a job for Cork. Mm. And uh, Ben O'Connor certainly is in, is, is in that frame as well, in that equation, if you were throwing him into your back line. But again, you know, you look at the opposition out there and you look at where Limerick are at, right? Limerick are now saying to themselves, do we need, do we need much out of the league campaign? Like, are we back yeah, really into yeah. training? Or where are we at in terms of our well, performance look, in the league? They, you they know? do look a lot more serious this year than they did in the league last year. Like, John Kiley looks very serious. Whenever yeah, but if, if, if I, I, I think John Kiley, where John Kiley is at, he's probably saying to himself, I need to find three or four players out of the league. So he's going to give a lot of guys chances yeah. in the league. I need three guys now to stand up and say, if Galan is not there for the summer, I need somebody else to stand up to the plate and say, I want to be in there. Pat Ryan is coming back. They have a couple of guys coming back from injuries. They have a couple of guys that have come through the underage ranks now that are beginning to put their hand up and say, oh, you want a chance mm. on this side of it, right? You know, so you look at the opposition, Cork, yeah, need to go Limerick. I'm not too sure. One or two victories in the league and mm. they think they'll be happy enough mm. because they've mapped their championship very, very well over the last couple of years and has got them success. They've been performing at the height mm. of the champion season when it was most important coming to our Ireland victory side of things, right? And they want to create their own body history. They want to be the team that wins four in a row, the same as Cork, Kilkenny. And then after that, if they achieve that, they want to come out and say, we want to be the only team to win five. And that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's <coughs> what they're thinking down there. So Kylie needs to keep that ticking over, right, you know? And then you look at Kilkenny and fellas will say, I mean, I was in Kilkenny last year and I said, you know no hope. Right, and then come to an All Ireland final, mm, so close yeah. to winning it, mm-hmm. and then you see what's happening with Ballyhill Shamrocks and the club, but the younger generation that are coming through there, they're actually standing up yeah. in the club All Ireland series and, and and winning matches for Ballyhill. So look, there's no guarantees. I think we we have I think we have a very very good chance in terms of actually getting to a league final if we take it seriously, and then take after that, then you build a bit of momentum, build a bit of consistency with your team, and I think it's important for her. Mm. You mentioned that that kind of generational wave there with the bars and like <clears throat> uh, I suppose the similarity with with Bally Hale there. You know, if, imagine if the bars can achieve even half of that sort of success Bally Hale have achieved. You know, with that generation, like if they keep that group together, they're all pretty much the same age, all almost under what, under twenty two. I suppose, like if they can bring all that through, like that that could be that could be the driving force for Cork Ireland for you know a, a decade if not more. 
Um, I suppose keeping a look at Limerick. Glenn, Glenn Mill here, and I'm not so sure about Kerry Mano. You want to cap yourself on a smart, but there's other teams around as well, right? There's a couple of fellas from the Glen who would, would like you to hear that, right? You know, and you know, I can with that Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, we like to see the clinic, city clubs doing well now, but yeah, one year at a time. One is enough. <laughs> look, uh, looking at Limerick, then, of course, uh, game number one in, in Parky Cueve on Saturday. Um, you mentioned there, obviously, they are going to need players because it looks like they may have to replace a pretty big part of their, their full forward line this year. Who Aaron Glenn seems to be missing for, from the lineup for whatever reason. Um, they're going to have to replace him. He's an important player. Keen Lynch seems to be coming back. We couldn't get a straight answer to John Kiley whether he's going to be playing or not <laughs> Saturday. I'm sure he probably will feature at some stage, whether it's from the start or off the bench. Um, but yeah, like that, I suppose we won't know what we're going to get from Limerick for the league campaign until we see them Saturday. But it it is... Is it easier to get that big test first, you know, for Cork, let's say, rather than maybe getting a Westmead first if you win that game by 10, 15 points? Maybe, you know, your mind starts rambling and people start getting carried away. But you're getting that big test against Limerick and no matter the result, you know exactly where you stand. Yeah, I think so. Last year they started off almost identical Saturday night game under lights yeah. Par- or Parky Keefe against uh, Clare this time yeah. last year and they got a great win and they went through the game or went through the league campaign. They only lost one game. I think they lost the last game, a bit of a dead rubber against Wexford. So you're right in, good start, set them up well and they won the rest of their games. And Cork are going to continue to try and build on the momentum of the four games they've had, the the, the um, Kerry game and the UCC game, they're making a temporary game in the Munster Co-op. So Building on that is important and that's the phase that Cork are in versus where Limerick are. To Tomás's point, Limerick are going to be about keeping steady Eddie stuff for the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks, getting Peter Casey back up to full fitness, yeah. getting Kian Lynch back up to full fitness. Graham Mulcahy has been a brilliant servant for, for Limerick. But Pat Ryan is coming to equation again. Pat Ryan, yeah. Yeah. top player and mm-hmm. was missing for a little bit. They've got really, really good players but they'll really use the league for just building momentum and getting fellas back up to the pitch whereas Cork are in a different place. But you know what? So what, Aidan? Like we, we only have to look after our, our own house and I don't know how many times over the last couple of months say some of the teams, you know, say even with the underage stuff, I know how many times you'd hear parents or fellas in the sideline kind of say, ah, but this is the way they're doing it in, in Limerick. And I wouldn't 100% buy into that either. Like We've got our own tradition and we've got our own style and we've got our own winning mentality down here. So for us... Um, against Limerick like who who kind of cares what kind of a team he puts up whether it is a strong team packed with all Ireland winners or whether it is a second string team Cork is about Cork so we have to get our win we have to get through this league campaign as unscathed as we can um, get to our league final win it and build momentum because like even if you do go the whole way and like I just felt last year that losing the final against Waterford we lost our first two championship games it did do a bit of damage like yeah. the team has some sort of mental fragility at the moment that is a challenge for Pat as well. Like, like you know, we were flying. We went right through the league campaign. The last game was a dead rubber against Wexford. So we went into the game and I went up to it really thinking, this is brilliant. We'll, we'll get a great win now. We'll, you know, get over that hoodoo of not winning a league title since 1998. Get a bit of silverware on the board. And we were very, very flat against Waterford. And that just, you know, that flatness continued then. The first two championship games were really, really flat. We had to go into Waterford and we won a Titanic game and be tipping the following game. But, like Cork need to kind of get that mentality thing as well and maybe winning a league title you win it on the 8th of, of April two weeks of championship then what can you do in two weeks you could be nursing injuries bit of rehab stuff second week you might get a bit of work done you've very little time to do any work so wouldn't it be brilliant to win a league have the buzz and hit championship then with that type of mentality two weeks later yeah look I, I yeah look it's important yeah if you could win a league it would be important I think 
two things, getting a bit of continuity with the team, getting kind of a team selection kind of close enough to where you want to be come championship time because you're right, Johnny. I think after Waterford last year, losing the match the way we did mm. and conceding the way they did, like question marks become then in the list or in the selectors' heads and the coaches' heads and Karen's head to say, Oh God, mm. are these guys good enough when it comes to championship, mm. right? You win. Mm. And it, it does cover over a lot of cracks, covers them over a lot of weaknesses, and your mind says, Oh, yeah, these are the guys to go again with for championship. And um, there's doubts creep in. Um, you're probably better off losing. <laughs> League qualifying or a league semi-final then going into a league final with championship coming up in, 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 in the following two weeks. Mm. But for me, like, we can say about Limerick and we can say about Kilkenny and we can say about Clare and Tipperary and all those. This is about Cork ourselves. Like, this is about time that we stop to show everybody else what winning is about for the players themselves. I mean, the training they go through now and the time and the effort they're putting in. Mm -hmm. You need success. You need to be winning. You need to be winning league titles. You need to be winning most of championships. It's been too long. It's been too long for Cork for what we've been through in terms of the losses, the, the narrow defeats. So Pat has to turn that in its head for the team to say, yeah, we've got a bit of success. We can drive on from here. It's confidence. It builds a bit of confidence within the squad, the management, and it, there's a bit of trust there, you know. And um, getting the best 15 in the next couple of weeks now is and preparing them for championship time, that's, that's where the league is at. If you could win it, it's a massive, massive bonus and it would be a massive bonus. for like, this, this, this is a young squad in terms of all the young fellas that are coming through, they're going to get their opportunity. They will have the experience guys with them. But success is success. I mean, the buzz we got out of winning a minor, mm. yeah, winning 2021, 20, right, during pandemic yeah. times and stuff like that. We need to push that on the senior. Last, last weekend below against Tipperary, look at the crowd. Yeah, yeah. It's closing 5,000 for a, a Munster mm. Senior League. Yeah, final right five thousand. The yeah. place is buzzing. You go to the league match and you go to Saturday the the, the 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 last year this first match against Clare. The place was buzzing. Yeah, Kirk yeah. is starved, starved yeah. of success on hurling and the football level to where it was in the past. And we need to get back to those days. And I think as well, Tomas, like it's all the players or a shot of the players we've mentioned have no senior. Um, have no senior games under their belt. So it's a desperate, exciting time for a young player in Cork, a new manager. You take the Bears lads with their, their county championship victory last year and loads of other players that maybe didn't win um, club titles, but they're in the spotlight, they're in training. Imagine being a young fella now around Cork, in and around the scene and training with maybe fellas that you idolise as a young fella, being in and around Parky Keefe and the setting and you know the, the, the type of coaching that they're getting and marquee players like Wayne Sherlock as selectors, all these fellas that they probably looked up to and, as I said, idolised as young fellas. Now they're in the scene and they're bursting the gut to try and make championship, well, first make a league place and then ultimately make championship. It must be a really, really exciting time and, you know, you'd, you'd nearly kind of feel like, just I wouldn't mind even being kind of around now, like, you know, that kind yeah, of way, like yeah. that. It's just buzzy. There's just buzzy stuff going on and, as Tomás said, a big crowd in Parky Ring last I mean, if you go back 15 or 20 years ago and there was a Munster co-op game above in Parky Ring mm. on, a, on a wet, dirty Sunday, yeah, yeah. I'd say you'd be lucky to have two <laughs> or three hundred at it. <laughs> I'd still be in my slippers on you, I can tell you. <laughs> it was four or five thousand. So five thousand, yeah. It shows the buzz around mm. with the spectators, the mm. fans, mm. the general punter that's going to games and for the players, especially the young lads coming through and then the older lads. That refreshes and revitalises things as well to see young lads coming in. No baggage. Like we were talking, I mentioned mental fragility. None of those fellas know what it's like to lose an Ireland final or to lose a league final two or three weeks before championship. They're coming in easy, carefree and breezy. So that can be refreshing and it can lend itself to a brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. So please God that that, you know, 
runs through the panel now and uh, we can see the signs of it over the next few weeks. And new management have their own ideas as well because they were with with a lot of these guys at 20 and 21 and they're kind of saying, look, um, I won't play him in this position. I think this is his best position. One guy Mm. that stands out for me there is Damien Cahillan. I think he was excellent last weekend at at half-back. He played a lot of his hurling with the bars, or centre-back, right, or wing-back position. And now Pat Ryan is probably saying, let's let's leave him there. He had a very good campaign Mm. outside there, so let him play right half-back. Right, and then we need to obviously Rob Downey's the man in position at the moment. Whether he's going to be available for the game against Limerick, I'm not too sure. Met him the other day. He said he'd pull up a, a training on the night before with a hamstring, another hamstring. Um, so yeah. he's probably a doubt coming into that as well, right? So that might maybe give somebody else another opportunity. But like Dalton, as you mentioned, probably guys within the selection say this guy deserves a chance. And if you're going to give him a chance, you can't give him one match, or you can't give him a half an hour. Give him the two or three sure. matches. Mm. You know, and I think that's the important thing as well. Build a bit of trust with these guys and say, oh, he's a guy that we like. He's a guy that we think he can do a job for us. Give him the three or four matches. Mm-hmm. And over the average of the three or four matches, you'll see what his worth is at that stage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to leave it on that uh, largely positive note. We didn't even <laughs> touch on the fact that there's some battle for the number one jersey that Collins household is going to be uh, interesting over the next uh, six or seven months or so. Um, but lads, look, brilliant stuff. Um, I'm sure we'll catch up to you again by the time the championship comes around, hopefully maybe that 25 years. Is there a Jubilee team walkout for the for the league final uh, later <laughs> on? <laughs> I didn't uh, think of that yet. I'll have to die to hear for that. <laughs> oh, we got... He'd been making representation on his right, yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Mr. Mark Landers making the introduction to that. I'll have to die to hear for <laughs> All right. Great stuff, lads. Thanks for coming in. Come on, Aiden. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Gork's Red FM.